Amman, or who is it that Yabda'u al-Khalqa, that originates the creation? Yabda'u, he initiates. Yabda'u from Bad al-Hamza, and Bad can be understood in two ways. One is to make something for the very first time, meaning its example, the likes of it never existed before. So this creation that exists, who made it? Who started all of this? Allah Azza wa Jal can also be understood as begin the process of creation of a particular creature. Like for example, a plant. Who starts the creation? Who's the creator of life? You know, for example, in a seed, who created that life so that it will sprout? It will actually grow. You know, for instance, you put five or six seeds in the ground, but how many actually grow? Not all of them. So, أَمَّنْ يَبْدَأُ الْخَلْقَ Who is it that begins the creation? Who begins this life? ثُمَّ يُعِيدُهُ And then he repeats it. أَعَادَ يُعِيدُ To repeat. He repeats this process of creation before you over and over and over again. And how many plants have we seen growing? How many children have we seen being born? Right? يُعِيدُهُ he repeats it in front of you. Life continues before you and after you. And of course, يُعِيدُهُ Meaning on the day of judgment, He is going to recreate you. He is going to resurrect you. وَمَنْ يَرْزُقُكُمْ And who is it that provides you? مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ From the sky and the earth. Right now, since it's almost time for fall, it's when we realize that how many leaves were actually on the trees. Like when they're up there, we don't see how many there are, how many Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. And like especially when you go into a forest in the fall time, yes. there's leaves all over the ground. Like you can't see the ground with how many leaves there are. Yes. It just makes you realize how much He's actually created and we have no idea about yeah. it. And I think especially you feel it when you have to rake your lawn. Right? I mean, it's amazing how you could have just one tree in your front yard and how many leaves it will shed. How many leaves? That when you have to collect them all, you wonder, is it necessary to have a tree here? <laughs> right? I mean, these thoughts do cross your mind. So how many leaves were up there in the tree? That Just one tree. So over and over again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows this to us. He begins the creation. And then he repeats it before us. وَمَن يَرْزُقُكُم مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ And who provides you from the heaven and the earth, from the sky and the earth? Meaning the sky and the earth. What is coming down from the sky and what is happening in the earth. When both these forces come together, then you have sustenance. Then you have food to eat. Isn't it? When the sunlight comes down, when there is air, oxygen, you know, water, rain, and then the earth also, the way it is, when it will do its job, then you have produce, then you have trees, then you have plants, then you have food to eat. Otherwise, you wouldn't have sustenance. And individually also, from the sky, Allah gives us risk. Right? The water itself, we also benefit from it. It's sustenance for us, not just for the plants that we eat, the animals that we consume, but directly we benefit from the rain. And not just the water that comes down from the sky, even sunlight. I mean, how important vitamin D is for us. Isn't it? I mean, this rizq, it's amazing. This food, vitamin D, is being absorbed into our body. We're not putting it into our mouths. We don't do that. It's taken in by the skin. Amazing. يَرْزُقُكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ And He provides you from the earth also. 
Is there then a God with Allah? Why do you forget Him? Why do you forget His favors? Why why do we become ungrateful? Qul hatu burhanakum say hatu produce bring forward burhanakum your proof in kuntum sadiqeen if you should be truthful. This word hatu hatu is a combination of ha and atu. Ha for exclamation exclamation and atu meaning you all come with bring it. So hatu it's a more forceful way of saying bring it. Hatu Bring it forward. If you have something, show it. Burhanakum, your proof, meaning your definitive argument. If in kuntum sadiqin, if you should be truthful in your claim that there are other deities with Allah or that there is no God at all. Either bring proof against what is mentioned here or surrender to Allah, the one and only. I mean, all of these ayat, what are they telling us? That there is a creator. There is a maker. Your very existence, it proves that there is a God. Your very life, it proves that there is a God. And also, these ayat, what are they reinforcing? Tawheed. This belief in the oneness of Allah. He alone is the creator. He alone is the provider of sustenance. He alone is the giver and taker of blessings. He alone is the one who guides, who removes difficulty and trouble from his servants. He alone is the one who creates ease, who provides relief. Him alone. So when that is the case, then why do you associate partners with him when you worship? Why is it that you forget Him and give importance to others besides Him? Why is it that you neglect His right and remember the rights of everybody else, including yourself? And all of these ayat, I mean, they're showing how life, it's a miracle. Really, it's a miracle. And who is the one who has created this miracle? It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if for the maintenance of life, so much is needed... Right, Just for people to remain alive on earth, we need rain, we need light, we need the sun, we need air, we need plants, we need food, all of this. Who's providing this? Allah is. If for the maintenance of life, you need a God, then what do you think about the cause of life? It happened haphazardly by itself as an accident? No way. Is there a God with Allah? Use your mind. So anyone who does not believe in God or who has doubt in the existence of God or who associates partners with God, then these ayat are meant for them. And they're also meant for us to strengthen our faith, our conviction in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah says, قُلْ say, لَا يَعْلَمُ He does not know. مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ Whoever that is in the skies, وَالْأَرْضِ And the earth. Meaning anybody in the sky, anybody in the earth, they do not know الْغَيْبَ The unseen. No one knows the unseen. What is غَيْب? غَيْب is that which is hidden from us. Right? So anyone that is in the sky or that is in the earth, any creature, anybody at all, they do not know what is hidden from them. So as human beings, do we have access to the unseen? No way. Can we see it? No. Can we hear it? No. And this is a fact, that there are many, many matters which are hidden from us, but they exist. 
right? They exist. Recently I saw in a documentary that birds, parrots, different species of parrots, I mean, if you look at the male and the female, forget male and female, if you have 20 of them, they will look identical. I mean, you can't tell apart. You can't tell between them, right? Who's the male and who's the female. And But it's amazing how these birds, when they come together, meaning when a couple comes together, they stay together for life. They stay together for life. Meaning, they don't do that one here, the focus is just on producing the young ones and as soon as that is done, then migrate to another place and then forget who your partner was. No. They stay together for life. And where they live, some of these birds, it's amazing, thousands of them are living in one place. Thousands of them. But how is it that they recognize each other? How do they find their very spouse? I mean, seriously. Even... Penguins are the same. You know that? Penguins are the same. If you see five penguins in one place, how do you tell them apart? There's no way that we can do it. So birds, they can see more colors that we can. Meaning their vision is sharper, much better than ours. We just see them as red, blue, green, yellow. Oh, this one is yellow, this one is blue, this one is this and this one is that. Right? Bluey and greeny and whatever. This is how we name them. But... Birds, the color spectrum, it's more, you can say, advanced for them. Just like certain animals, they can hear sounds that we cannot hear. Have you ever noticed that before a storm actually comes, you see birds going like crazy? Right? How do they know? They sense it. How do they know? When they migrate from one place to the other, how does it happen? Right? So, this is a fact that there are things within this universe even which are hidden from us. But they're there. They are there. Germs, do we see them with our eyes? No way. But aren't they there? They are there. Likewise, all of these rays and, and everything, they're there. We don't see them. Remember the example I gave you earlier? You don't see the text message, you know, the letters flying out of your phone and entering the phone of your friend. You don't see that. How is the transferring? There's something over there, right? We don't see it, we can't hear it, we can't touch it, we can't smell it, but it's there, right? Do we believe in it? Yes, we do. Now, in addition to these sounds and these colors and these rays, there are also many other things which are beyond our perception. And what are they? Ghaib. Who knows them? No one knows them. Illallah, except Allah. Allah has kept that knowledge only with Himself. He has not disclosed it to us. And in that is good for us, because imagine if we could hear the sound of every creature or everything that's, that's there, if we could see sound waves, if we could see sound waves, imagine how difficult life would be. Did you want to say something? It was in regard to the, the waves that you were talking about. The visible light that we actually see is an incredibly small part of a much longer spectrum. It's very specific wavelengths that we can see. But there's, like, if I remember the chart, it's like a centimeter here we can see, and then there's like another 10 centimeters on either side of things just we just cannot see at all. Yeah. But they all exist, and we use them in all of our technologies. Yeah. And we believe in them, even though we can't see them. But people can't seem to believe that, you know, there's a God, yeah. even though we can't see yeah. Him. And this is just what we know of that's out there, because we can use it. 
right? And there's much more within this universe, within the very earth that we live in. That's there, but we don't see it, we can't hear it, we can't even use it. We don't have any access to it. So, لَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ الْغَيْبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ You see, the thing is that, I mean, all of these ayat, they prove the existence of a Creator. Right? But when you talk about the existence of God with people, what's one of the main things they say? How can you believe in a God that you can't see? Right? How can we? We can't hear Him, we can't see Him. The fact is that belief in God is founded upon belief in the unseen. Belief in Allah is founded upon what? Belief in the unseen. You have to believe in the unseen to have any kind of faith. Alright? And Over here, the proof is being given for belief in the unseen. That none knows it except Allah. And if you just keep waiting for seeing God before you actually believe in Him, it's impossible. Assalamu alaikum. I remember I once saw a picture and the picture stated that, you know, we believe that there's air and we breathe it in. We can't see it, but there are signs that air exists and we're alive, we're breathing it in. Just like that with God, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we can't see Him, but there are signs that He exists. So just like there's air that we can see and we believe that air is there, just like that Allah is there, but we can't see Him, but there are signs that prove that He exists. Exactly. So, لَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ الْغَيْبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ No one knows it. No one has access to it. No one can see it. No one can hear it. No one can reach it. Except who? Allah. إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ And they do not perceive. أَيَّانَ يُبْعَثُونَ When they will be resurrected. أَيَّان أَيَّان is from أَيُّ أَيُّ meaning which? And أَوَان أَوَان meaning time. Right, so ayu awanin ayyan, meaning which, when, which time, meaning when. So they don't even have any clue as to when they're going to be resurrected. Who? Firstly, the idols that they worship. They have no clue, or the dead rather, that people invoke. You know, somebody died a thousand years ago, and till today people go to their grave and they worship them and so on and so forth. They say that someone was crucified or someone died for us. They don't even know when they'll be resurrected. Right? They don't even know. A person who doesn't have life, and then an idol, it doesn't even know when it's going to be picked up. And forget the idols, those beings that people worship, ourselves. Do we know when we're going to be resurrected? When we're going to wake up from our sleep? When you go to sleep at night, what do you say? I hope, I hope, I hope, inshallah, I will wake up at such and such and such time. Right? Somebody asks you, when do you think you'll be up? Oh, I'll be up by 7 for sure. And what happens at 7.30? You're still sleeping, for instance. Right? Because you don't know. You really don't know. This is how limited we are. This is how weak we are. This is how any limited our knowledge is. That even about ourselves, we don't know what we're going to do in the future. No one knows the unseen except for who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those whom you think are creators or providers, they themselves are lifeless. Then how can they be the maintainers of life? Those who are sleeping, how can they take care of those who are awake? When we are so limited in our abilities, in our knowledge, then how can we figure all of this out ourselves? If we cannot figure out when we're going to wake up, how can we figure out the big questions of life? We cannot rely on our own intellect. We don't have control over our sleep. 
We don't have control over the next five, ten minutes of our lives. How can we figure out the big questions of life just by relying on our limited minds? Small, small minds. Limited intellects. If we cannot even see all the colors, if we cannot even hear all the sounds, how can we then figure out these big questions of life? And this ayah also teaches us that no one knows the ghaib except for who? Allah. Does the Prophet ﷺ know the unseen? Did he know the unseen? No, he didn't. A person who is laying in his grave, does he know the unseen? No way. A person who says, oh, they can look at your hand and tell you about your future. Do they know the unseen? No. Anyone who claims to know the unseen is a liar. Liar. L-I-A-R. And anyone who says that someone else knows the unseen, even they are liars. Because Allah says, لا يعلم من في السماوات والأرض الغيبة إلا الله. It's only Allah who has knowledge of the unseen. بل الدارك بل rather الدارك It has been arrested. It has been exhausted. It has reached the max. علمهم their knowledge في الآخرة concerning the hereafter. الدارك from the root letters دارك أدرك What does أدرك mean? إدراك To perceive. Right? To know. When you can reach something with your vision, you reach something with your vision, you perceive it. Alright? You get to know it. Iddaraka. Iddaraka is to reach the limit. To be exhausted. To reach the max. Meaning when you've exerted every effort to find out about something, but you cannot. You can't reach there. You know, for example, you look up to the sky. Alright? You try to see something in the sky. You're like, I'm going to see the max height of the sky. Can you? No, you can't. You cannot with your eyes. It's impossible. You could be in an open place and you're like, I'm going to try to see as far as possible. You know, for example, five kilometers away from my house, I'm going to try to see it. You cannot see it with your eyes. It's impossible because your eyes have idaraka. They've reached their maximum capacity and still they have not reached the object that you want to see. Alright? Why is it that you cannot see your house from five kilometers away? Why? Because your vision, your eyes do not have that capacity. Alright? Now, our hearing, does that have a capacity, a max capacity? Right? We cannot hear beyond a certain wavelength. Right? Likewise, we cannot see. Our vision has a limited capacity. Our hearing has a limited capacity. Brains, do they have a limited capacity? You know, sometimes when you're sitting in class, you're like, just stop, my brain is fried. I cannot understand anymore. I need a break. Right? Our brains have a limited capacity. Our hearts, do they have a limited capacity? Right? Emotionally, don't you feel like exhausted sometimes? Right? So likewise, our ilm, our knowledge, our ability to learn has a capacity, a limited capacity. We can only learn up to a certain extent. Beyond that, we cannot learn. It's not possible. So Allah says, بَلِدَّارَكَ عِلْمُهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ Concerning the hereafter, their knowledge is arrested. 
Meaning, no matter how much they try to research and try to get you know into the future or try to find out, they cannot reach that. You know, there's many things in the universe that you can discover. Can you discover? In the universe, you can discover many things. I mean, so many discoveries, right? Based on studies, based on research, based on observation, you can come to many conclusions, correct? But the matter of the hereafter is something that is beyond our ability. Meaning, just by using scientific evidence and just observation, just by observation, you cannot scientifically prove Okay, for the sake of argument, that okay, there's got to be a hereafter. So what is being said is, what is being stated is, that again, you have to believe in the unseen, to believe in God, and to believe in the hereafter. Because these are matters that you cannot reach just by your own brains. بَلِ الدَّارَكَ عِلْمُهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ Okay? Iddarakati thamra. Thamra is fruit, right? So iddarakati thamra, meaning when the fruit is ripe, ready to be picked, it's reached its maximum state of ripeness. Meaning if you don't pick it now, it's gonna go bad. Okay? It's the maximum that it's going to change. Alright? Meaning its sweetness, its ripeness, its color, its flavor, that's it. That's the max capacity. So our ilm is also limited. Balhum fi shakim minha. بَلْ rather whom they are fi shakkim minha in doubt about it so there are people who will this always remain in doubt about the hereafter بَلْ rather whom they are minha concerning it amun ones who are blind amun plural of amin amin one who is blind amun ones who are blind meaning they just close their eyes they choose not to think about it not to reflect over it they choose not to believe in it so they don't look towards it they don't prepare for it You see, each and every person in this world has you know, these two questions. Once upon a time, he must have asked these questions. Firstly, where did I come from? Where was I before I came here? Right? And secondly, after I die, what's going to happen? Am I just going to turn into dust and that's it? What's going to happen? These two questions about our origin and about our, about our ending, destiny. Destination, whatever you want to call it. These two things people do wonder about. And these are two matters that we cannot discover with our eyes. Can we go back in time? Can we somehow find out where we were before we were created in the wombs of our mothers? Do we have that ability? No way. Can we get there somehow? No, we can't. Likewise, can we die and then come back to life and then tell everybody, how it is to be dead, and what happens when you die. You can't do that. So these two matters about our origin and about our destiny, destination, these two matters are beyond our physical ability. What do you need then? An outside source to tell you. You understand? You need an outside source to tell you where you were before you came here, where you're going after you go from here. And who is that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We came from Him. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. There is a creator and then there is an afterlife. Alright? So when you open the Quran, الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ إِمَانٍ غَيْبِ 
is mentioned first. And then, وَبِالْآخِرَتِهُمْ يُقِنُونَ Assalamualaikum. You know, when you read about uh, children who were adopted, they always, uh, no matter if they haven't been told, they may be in the happiest of situation, well-to-do, everything provided for, but they always have this yearning to know where they came from and who their original parents were yeah. and they always go searching for them and they're so restless until they actually find who where they came from yeah even you know like if there is a child that was born of you know for example a donor egg or a donor sperm all right IVF treatment or anything like that because of a need or sometimes people choose to do it like for example in a gay couple i mean they need a donor right they need a donor so when they have children like that even the donor, they have contact with him. Right? In certain places, it's legally bound that you have to, so that if the child ever wants to know who, whose child I am, whose egg was it, whose sperm was it, you know, this is within human nature. You want to know where you came from. And these two questions, where I came from, where I am going, these two questions cannot be solved by ourselves, on our own. Because we can't go in the past, we can't go in the future, we can guess, we can predict, we can observe, and we could be in total error. We could be. So we need to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to believe in the hereafter. You see what's mentioned over here? Balhum fi shakkim minha. Because majority of the people who do believe, what are they in? Shak. Hmm? That sometimes even Muslims, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there is, maybe there is Allah, maybe there is. You know when you say it's safer to believe, that means you have shak. If a person says, oh it's just safer to believe, that's why I believe, that's shak. Yaqeen is that I certainly, certainly believe. This is yaqeen. And this yaqeen has to be there because if a person lives with shak, doubt, then their iman is not accepted. In a hadith we learned that the Prophet ﷺ said, that when a man dies, he's made to sit up in his grave. And specifically, when he was describing a person who's lived a life of evil, an evil man, he's made to sit up in his grave. He's afraid. He's panicking. And it is said to him, what religion did you follow? And he says, I don't know. I do not know. It is said to him, who is that man? Meaning Muhammad wasallam. who is he? And he says, I heard the people saying something and I said it too. So this is person who's claiming to be a Muslim. I heard the people saying something and I said it too. There was no yaqeen. He just said what people said. Then a window to paradise is opened for him. And he looks at its beauty and what is in it. And it is said to him, look at what Allah has diverted away from you. This is what you will be deprived of. Then a window to hell is opened for him and he sees it. Parts of hellfire destroying other parts, eating up other parts. And it is said to him, this is your place. You were doubtful. In this state you died. And in this state you will be resurrected. You lived in doubt. You died with doubt in your heart. And that is how you shall come on the day of judgment. So this yaqeen, this conviction is important. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And those who disbelieve say, أَإِذَا أَ what? إِذَا when? كُنَّا 
we have become turab and dust. وَآبَاؤُنَا And also our forefathers, people who came before us, who died before us, and they're even more dust than us. أَإِنَّا لَمُخْرَجُونَ What? إِنَّا Indeed we, لَمُخْرَجُونَ Surely wants to be brought out. So over here, their objections are being mentioned that how they deny the resurrection, the afterlife saying that life after death is impossible. Why? Because they say that once we have turned into dust, how can we be brought back to life? Haven't you ever seen a plant that is dead? And then somebody looks after it and takes care of it and it turns green again and it starts growing again? Doesn't it happen? It does. In the spring it happened, right? We'll see the plants dying again and then we'll see them coming back to life again. We see people who are literally, you know, their health is deteriorating. Why? Because they're being neglected, they're not being looked after. And then one week of good care and attention and a good diet and a stress-free environment, how they come back to life. Doesn't it happen? Animals even. So... This happens in our life that something is dead, nearly dead, finished. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revives it. And when Allah creates something and then repeats the creation over and over again, then yes, He can bring the dead back to life even if their bodies have been finished. Devoured by a whale, an animal, Finished completely. Nothing of it remains. Even then, Allah will bring the dead out. They say, لَقَدْ certainly وَعِدْنَا We were promised. They say this promise was made to us. Which promise? The promise of resurrection. هَذَا this Meaning this promise. نَحْنُ We We were made this promise. Meaning this promise was made with us. وَآبَاهُنَا And also our forefathers. Meaning the people who came before us. Thousands of years before us, even they were told that there is going to be an afterlife. There is going to be a resurrection, but it still hasn't happened. Min qabl before. In hada illa asatirul awwaleen. They say this is nothing except the stories of the former people. Basically, when a person doesn't want to accept the truth, then he comes up with such explanations to just satisfy himself. Qul say siru fil ard. Travel in the earth. From the word sayr, sinyara. Go in the earth. Travel, look around, fanduru, then look. كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الْمُجْرِمِينَ How was the end result of the criminals? If you don't understand by these evidences that are given to you over here, then you know what? Go and look at what the people of the past have left behind. Where are they? Are they here today? They're gone. Where did they go? They're dead. Who finished them? Allah finished them. And take warning from it that entire cities can stand, but the people are gone. The entire civilization is wiped out. The buildings they made, they're still there. The houses they lived in, they're still there, but the people are gone. So look at that and take a lesson that there is someone who's more powerful than you, above you, watching you. And if you deny him, you can do no harm to him. وَلَا تَحْزَنْ عَلَيْهِمْ Now the Prophet ﷺ is being comforted that do not grieve over them. Over who? Over these people who deny so arrogantly. They're denying the existence of a creator. You see the Prophet ﷺ, he was nasih, right? He was well wishing for the people. He wanted the best for them. He was saving them from hellfire. And even 
You know, any person, I mean, you come across them and you find out that they're not a Muslim. They're not a Muslim. They don't believe in God. Or the fact that they're not a Muslim anymore. It hurts. It hurts to know that if a person is rejecting Allah, the afterlife, because of their ignorance, because of their foolishness, it's very disturbing. So the Prophet ﷺ is comforted. Do not grieve over these people. وَلَا تَكُنْ And you should not be فِي ضَيْقٍ In any distress. ضَيْق ضَادِيَ قَافِ It's basically constriction and discomfort, unease of the heart. Do not feel uneasy. مِمَّا يَمْكُرُونَ Because of what they مَكْر Because of what they conspire. Meaning whatever they're plotting against you, don't be worried because of that. Don't be in distress because you have done your part in conveying the message. Now whatever they do, Don't worry about it. Because you see, a person who's astray, he doesn't just remain astray, right? He also leads others astray. Isn't it? So, don't worry about the makr that they're doing. They're plotting. Allah will take care of that. وَيَقُولُونَ And they say, مَتَى هَذَا الْوَعْدِ When will this promise be? Meaning the promise of the hereafter. When will it come true? إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ If you're truthful. This is their greatest argument that they can come up with. That okay, when is the day of judgment going to be? The Prophet ﷺ would say, I don't know. They would say, see, you don't know. It's not coming. It's not happening. And this is just like people say so arrogantly, so where is God? Show me God. And you're like, we can't see Him. See, you can't see Him. How can you believe in Him? Really, this is the only argument that you can come up with. مَتَى هَذَا الْوَعْدُ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ قُلْتْ say to them, عَسَى perhaps أَن يَكُونَ That it is. Radifa lakum Right behind you Radifa Radifa is a verb Alright From the root letter is Radalfa Just like Hasiba He thought Samia He heard Radifa It is behind Okay Radifa is basically When something Is right behind Closely behind Immediately after Immediately after Alright Radif Is one who sits behind someone Okay, like for example on a horse or a camel. That is radif. So tell them that perhaps it is right behind you. Meaning it's right behind you. It's coming. It's not too far. The next major event that's going to happen in your life is what? بَعْضُ الَّذِي تَسْتَعْجِلُونَ Some of that which you hasten for, which you are impatient about. Meaning punishment, death. Could be right behind you. You walk so arrogantly on Allah's earth? How do you know? Maybe right behind you is a punishment from Allah waiting to catch up with you. Waiting to destroy you. بَعْضُ الَّذِي تَسْتَعْجِلُونَ Some of that which you are rushing for, hastening for. وَإِنَّ رَبَّكَ And indeed your Lord. لَذُو Surely He is possessor of fadlin of bounty. Meaning He shows much favors. عَلَى nas To people. Your Lord shows so many favors to people. How? He doesn't punish them instantly. People who deny the very existence of God and so arrogantly they go on lecturing and writing and blogging and talking and you know, video making and whatnot, writing books and making fun and whatever they're doing. But still Allah lets them breathe air. Allah lets them eat food. Allah lets them travel. Allah lets them enjoy family life. He... Is لَذُو فَضْلٍ عَلَى النَّاسِ 
He still provides them. وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَشْكُرُونَ But most of them do not show gratitude. Meaning if nothing else, just show gratitude to the one who made you, to the one who's providing you, for the life that He's given you and everything that you enjoy. Because we didn't make ourselves, right? Somebody made us. So that somebody who made you, thank him at least. Don't be so arrogant towards him. وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَشْكُرُونَ Most of them are not grateful. You know, there is a story that is reported about Ibrahim alayhi salam. That Ibrahim alayhi salam, he wouldn't eat unless and until he would have somebody to eat with him. It is said. I don't know about the authenticity of this particular narration, but I just heard it recently in a lecture, that's why I'm sharing it with you. And from a reliable source. So they said that Ibrahim salam, he wouldn't eat anything unless there was somebody to share his food. So one day he found somebody, it was an old man, and when he sat with Ibrahim salam, that man, he didn't say, Bismillah. All right? And when Ibrahim salam asked him that, why didn't you? And he said, oh, I don't believe in Allah. Right? So Ibrahim salam said, go, I'm not going to share my food with you. I'm not going to give you my food. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that, I've been feeding this man for the past 70 years. I've been feeding this man for the past 70 years. And look at what you've done. You can't give him one meal. Allah, people deny him. I mean, look at the kind of things people say about God. I mean, just God in general. And especially when they talk about the concept of God in Islam or Islam. I mean, look at how they say, why are you even Muslim? Right? They say things like that. Why are you even Muslim? How come you're still Muslim? They say things like that. But still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides them and He gives them and He gives them. وَإِنَّ رَبَّكَ لَذُو فَضْلٍ عَلَى النَّاسِ Because He's غَنِي. وَإِنَّ رَبَّكَ And indeed your Lord لَيَعْلَمُ Surely He knows مَا that which تُكِنُّ صُدُورُهُمْ تُكِنُّ It conceals from إِكْنَان كَافْنُ noon. To conceal, to hide something, contain within. So, suduruhum, their chests, meaning whatever doubts and uh, bad things they think about Allah, they keep in their hearts. Allah knows them. وَمَا يُعْلِنُونَ And that which they declare, meaning that which they show. Don't think Allah is unaware of what they're doing. Allah knows what they're thinking. Allah knows what they're hiding. And Allah knows what they're writing, what they're sharing, what they're lecturing about. In Surah Al-Rada 10, Allah says, سَوَاءٌ مِّنْكُمْ مَنْ أَسَرُّ الْقَوْلَ وَمَنْ جَارَ بِهِ It is the same to him, whether someone keeps a qawl, a statement secret, or he discloses it. وَمَا أَنَّاتْ مِنْ غَائِبَةٍ فِي السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ There is no غَائِبَةٍ in the sky or the earth. What is غَائِبَةٍ? What's the root? غَيْنْيَابَةٍ غَيْب is hidden. غَائِبَةٍ is that which is hidden. But you see the ta at the end, ta'ma buta at the end? This is for the purpose of really emphasizing no matter how hidden it is. Right? It's for mubalagha. You know, for example, Allamah. Allamah. Does it have a ta'atiyan? Does it have a ta'atiyan? Allamah. Who is Allamah? Scholar? Just a scholar? That's alim. Who is Allamah? Like, great scholar. Great scholar. Meaning someone who knows a lot. Alright? So likewise, غَائِبَةٌ That which is hidden, completely hidden. There's no sign of it. You can't even see it. You can't even reach it. There's nothing that is deeply hidden. 
in the sky or the earth. Illa fi kitab mubin, except that it is in a clear record, in a clear register. What is that clear register? The lawhul mahfuz. Meaning, nothing is hidden from Allah. He knows about everything. Even if someone very secretly thinks of something in his heart, doesn't even utter with his mouth, Allah knows. Nothing is hidden from Him. إِنَّ هَذَا Indeed this, Al-Qur'an, the Qur'an. Indeed this Qur'an, يَقُصُّ It narrates, it relates, from the root letters, قَابْ صَادْ صَادْ It relates عَلَى بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ Over the children of Israel, أَكْثَرَ Majority, most of, الَّذِي which whom they فِيهِ In it, يَخْتَلِفُونَ They differ, meaning they disagree with. The Bani Israel, who are the Bani Israel? The Yahud. What book were they given? The Torah. Right? Musa was their prophet. Right? He taught them. And then after Musa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent so many prophets to this nation in order to teaching them, keep guiding them, showing them the way. So they became the people of knowledge, the people of the scripture. Correct? But what happened? Despite having so much knowledge, did they differ amongst themselves? Did they? Big time. Right? So much so that when it comes to food, there's major differences within them. When it comes to marriage, major differences. Right? Some things have been lost, and other things, there's major differences. They don't know what the truth is. Even about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they don't know what the truth is. They describe Allah as jealous God. Na'udhu billah. Right? They describe Allah with very negative, very negative attributes. So, when it comes to their beliefs, when it comes to aqidah, they have differences. Why? They are confused. Why? Because of losing that ilm that Allah gave them. They hid part of it. They lost part of it. Right? Over time they lost it. Then when it comes to ibadah, how to worship Allah, again, they're in confusion. When it comes to the oneness of Allah, utter confusion. When it comes to the angels, again confusion. When it comes to the prophets, again confusion. It's a mess. So where do you get clarity from? Where do you get clarity from? How? The Qur'an. Allah says, this Qur'an relates to the children of Israel. أَكْثَرَ الَّذِيهُمْ فِيهِ يَخْتَلِفُونَ Majority of the matters which they differ in, where do you get clarity from? The Qur'an. So the Qur'an is haqq. It clarifies matter over which people have been in confusion. Whether it is about Allah, about the hereafter, وَإِنَّهُ And indeed it, meaning the Qur'an is لَهُدًا Surely it is a guide, a guidance. وَرَحْمَةٌ And a mercy لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ For the believers. It's a guide and mercy only for who? The believers. Because the Qur'an answers their questions. It satisfies their, their curiosities. It brings them peace. And ultimately it becomes a source of mercy for them. Inna Rabbaka, indeed your Lord, Yaqdi Bainahum, He will judge between them. Between who? People that differ, people that are in confusion. Bihukmihi with his wise judgment. His hukum. And what is hukum? It's this Quran. And if still, despite this clear hukum, people don't get the truth, they still choose to reject it. On the day of judgment, Allah is gonna make it clear to them. Wahuwal Azizul Alim and He is the exalted in might, He is the knowing. Meaning his hukum shall prevail. Remember this is a Makki surah. So much opposition there was to the Prophet wasallam that you know, you'd wonder if the revelation of the Qur'an would even be completed. So much hostility. So many people try to kill him. So many people try to stop him. 
But Allah's hukum prevailed. وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزِ Because He is the Aziz, the prevailing one. He is Alim, knowing one. So His judgment, the knowledge that He gives is based on fact. فَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ So when that is the case, then rely upon Allah. إِنَّكَ Indeed you عَلَى الْحَقِّ الْمُبِينَ You are upon the clear truth. You know when you hear all these crazy things about religion, and it just confuses you? Right? When you're studying science or history or anything, and religion is being blamed right, left, and center for every nonsense in the world, you wonder, am I upon the truth? You know, these thoughts, shaitan puts them. People try to create these confusions in your mind. You sit in a classroom, and you'll be looked down upon because you are visibly a Muslim. Right? So, فَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ إِنَّكَ عَلَى الْحَقِّ الْمُبِينَ This Qur'an, it is haqq. It is not just haqq, the manifest haqq, the manifest truth. Meaning it is the truth that will be manifested. Did it not become manifest in the life of Rasulullah wasallam? When people saw the Prophet wasallam, they laughed. When the Prophet wasallam recited the Qur'an, people made noise. When someone dared to pray salah, they were physically assaulted. This was the situation. But did the truth not prevail? It prevailed. So whether it is atheism on the rise or whatever on the rise, this is just another shade of falsehood. And the truth shall prevail. إِنَّكَ عَلَى الْحَقِّ الْمُبِينَ Therefore cling to it. Hold on to it. Like the Prophet ﷺ said, hold on to the truth with your molars. With your molars. What are your molars? The teeth at the back of your mouth. You know when you literally... Clutching onto something. Do not let go even if somebody's pulling it away from you. Trying to take your faith away from you. Do not let go. Innaka ala al mubin. But then when you look, how is it that these people cannot believe? The fact is that innaka indeed you la tusmi'ul mauta. You cannot make the dead hear. Mauta is plural of mayyit. When a person is dead in his grave. Can you talk to them? Can you make them hear? You cannot. So likewise, when someone's heart is dead, even if they hear the Qur'an, you cannot make them hear. You cannot make them accept it. وَلَا تُسْمِعُ sum. Nor can you make the deaf hear. Who is sum? Someone who's unable to hear. You talk to them, say beautiful words to them, most convincing arguments. Do they get it? No, they cannot. dua, the call, meaning the invitation. When you invite them, they cannot hear. Ida, especially when wallaw mudbirin, they have turned away, showing their backs. Mudbir is one who shows his back, meaning he's turned away from you. Because a person who's not able to hear, how can you still communicate with them? Your signs. But if they've turned your back on you, they can't even see you making all those signs. Can you explain something to them? Can you communicate with them? You cannot. So this is the state of people who do not believe. That they have chosen to be deaf. They have chosen to not hear. Even though the arguments are manifest, they choose not to listen. They choose not to understand. So, don't worry then. You've done your part. After yesterday we learned, قُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَىٰ عِبَادِهِ الَّذِينَ اصْطَفَىٰ And how the dialogue and the methods Allah used with the Prophet ﷺ to comfort him. Allah didn't say, I did this, I did this. Allah used the intellect to make us reflect the brain that He gave us to have a conversation and communication with us. 
who's the one who created the heavens and the earth? And who is the one who did this? Who's the one? And then Allah used a method of personal. Who's the one who took you out of this pain and the suffer that you're in? So if we're not using a brain, then we have emotions and that Allah has blessed us with. And then Allah continues to comfort the Prophet ﷺ that don't let the stress of what's happening, that it's not only you, that it's all Allah that it's the one that they're rejecting. And how Allah is comforting the Prophet ﷺ. The style, the methods Allah used, subhanAllah, it's like we should be so blessed that every weekend we're here to learn the Qur'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So إِنَّكَ لَا تُسْمِعُ الْمَوْتَى وَلَا تُسْمِعُ الصُّمَّ الدُّعَاءَ إِذَا وَلَّوْا مُدْبِرِينَ The Prophet ﷺ is comforted. It's not your fault if these people do not believe. You're doing your best. وَمَا أَنْتَ بِهَادِ الْعُمِّ عَنْ ضَلَالَتِهِمْ وَمَا أَنْتَ And you are not بِهَادِ At all one who guides. الْعُمِّ The blind ones عَنْ ضَلَالَتِهِمْ From their error. Meaning if a person does not even see his error, if a person does not even see his error, then how can you guide him? How can you make him leave it? You understand? So likewise, if a person does not even see the error which is in his faith, in his belief, how can you guide him? In tusmi'u. In not. Tusmi'u. You make to hear. Illa. Except, meaning the only person whom you can convey this message to, who will actually hear you, is who? May yu'minu bi ayatina. Underline this. May yu'minu bi ayatina. The one who believes in our ayat. In the signs that Allah has created. In the verses that Allah has revealed. Fahum muslimun. So therefore they surrender to Him. They're Muslim. So who is it that can benefit from the Quran? The one who believes. This summarizes the discussion that we had earlier that you have to have belief in the unseen. Right? Once a person has belief, then he benefits from the Qur'an. And when he benefits from the Qur'an, he surrenders to Allah. So guidance is not in the hands of people. It is in the hands of Allah. And iman is founded upon belief in the unseen. And unseen is something that is beyond us. وَإِذَا وَقَعَ الْقَوْلُ عَلَيْهِمْ وَإِذَا and when وَقَعَ الْقَوْلُ The قول, the word, it waqa. It befalls alayhim on them. What does it mean by waqar? Waqar literally means to happen. When something occurs. Alright? And when something occurs, I mean it's occurred. There's no denying it. So waqar is also used for something being mandatory, necessary, incumbent, undeniable, wajib. So wa'ida waqar qawlu alayhim. When the word shall befall them. Which word is this? The word of the hour meaning the Day of Judgment, that now definitely the Day of Judgment shall happen. Basically what this means is, when the end of time is near, when the Day of Judgment is very close, then what will happen? أَخْرَجْنَا لَهُمْ We will bring out for people دَابَّةً A creature مِنَ الْأَرْضِ from the earth. This is دَابَّة. دَابَّة is a creature, like دَابَّة is used for a horse. دَابَّة is not a robot, it's not like a... A machine, a mobile phone and things like that. You know, people, they come up with these things. Oh, the signs of the Day of Judgment are coming true. Look. Dabbatan min al-ard is an actual living creature. Where will it come out from? From the earth. Tukallimuhum. It will speak to the people. Why? Because anna nasa that indeed the people, kanu, they were bi ayatina la yuqinun. They do not have certainty in our verses. Just as a camel was brought out from a mountain. Remember? 
Remember, Salih salam, we learned about the people of Thamud, right? So a camel was brought out of a mountain. Likewise, near the end of time, Allah will bring out a creature from the earth that will warn people. And this will happen after the Jal, after Isa salam, after Ya'juj Ma'juj. When the Qur'an will be taken away. When people will be in pure, total ignorance. Even the Kaaba will be destroyed. You know that? The sun will rise from the west. And as a last offer of guidance to people, Allah will bring out Dabba min al-ard. So they will have no argument on the day of judgment against Allah. Allah will send this Dabba. Why? Because people will have lost all faith by then. There will be no trace of iman anywhere on the planet. So a living beast will come out of the earth, proving to them resurrection. Proving to people resurrection. That look, life, a living creature is coming out of the earth. So no trace of faith anywhere on the planet. And Allah will show this. And this Daba will speak to people, communicate with them. The Prophet ﷺ said, that when the creature of the earth will emerge, it will put a mark on the noses of people. Okay? It will put a mark on the noses of people. And these people will remain among the rest until if a man will buy something, and he will be asked, where did you get it from? He will say, well, the person with the mark on the nose. This is a hadith in Silsilatul Sahih. It's authentic hadith. Alright? Now there are many other hadith that are reported about this, but they're not necessarily authentic. We don't know much about Dabbatul Ard. Really we don't. But what we do know is that it will come to words, وَإِذَا وَقَعَ الْقَوْلُ عَلَيْهِمْ When the word will come into effect. And a hadith in Bukhari tells us that the Dabba min al-Ard and the rising of the sun from the west, this will happen one after the other. Meaning either the Dabba will come out and immediately the next day the sun will rise from the west or vice versa, the other way. That the sun will rise from the west and then the Dabba min al-Ard will come out. So right next to each other. One will happen right before the other. And what do we know about the sun rising from the west? That after that, no tawbah will be accepted. And why would people even repent when in hadith we learn that the day of judgment will come when Allah, Allah will not be said. People will not even know Allah, the word Allah. Ismul Jalala, so much ignorance. But what does this show? What does it show? The sign of the day of judgment, what does it show? Allah has offered guidance to people. And He has not left anything in order to guide people. Even in such a state, He will send this dabbah min al-ard. The lesson we learn over here is, Allah is not unfair. He has offered guidance. And if a person does not have guidance in his life, it's his fault entirely. It's his fault. Because Allah has offered guidance. And also we learn over here that if we don't do our job of taking this guidance to others, Allah doesn't need us. He can even use a dabbah min al-ard. وَيَوْمَ نَحْشُرُ مِن كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ فَوْجًا And the day we will gather from every nation a company. مِمَّن يُكَذِّبُ بِآيَاتِنَا Of those who deny our signs. فَهُمْ يُوزَعُونَ And they'll be driven in rows. Every nation. How many people are those who believe in Allah? And how many more are those who don't? Huge number, right? All will be brought together, kept in their places, and led away to their final abode. Hatta ida ja'u until when they arrive, where at the place of judgment, Qala Allah will ask them, Akadabtum bi ayati, did you deny my ayat? Walam tuhitu biha ilma, and you did not encompass it in knowledge. 
How could you deny? The fact is that you did not encompass in knowledge my ayat. Meaning you didn't even know them fully. You didn't even understand them fully. You know how confidently people say, Oh, I'm not Muslim anymore. Really, did you even study the Qur'an? Did you even read the Qur'an? Every ayat. Did you actually understand the meaning of the Qur'an? I'm not talking about translation of the Qur'an. Study the Qur'an. The fact is that anyone who rejects Islam, who rejects the Qur'an, the fact is that he's doing it based on what? Ignorance. Because, وَلَمْ تُحِيطُوا بِهَا عِلْمًا تَعْمَلُونَ Or what is it that you were doing? What is it that you were doing? Did you have actual sound knowledge? No, you didn't. وَوَقَعَ الْقَوْلُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِمَا ظَلَمُوا And the decree of punishment will befall them. Why? بِمَا ظَلَمُوا Because of their own wrong. فَهُمْ لَا يَنْتِقُونَ So they will not speak. They will not be able to speak. Presently, what do people do? They talk and talk and talk against Allah, against His revelation, against His commands. They talk much, they write much, they lecture much. Proof after proof, justification after justification. But before Allah, they will be speechless. No argument will work over there. May Allah protect us from this. May Allah give us guidance and keep us firm on guidance. May this truth really appear to be the most manifest truth to us so that we live with conviction in it and die with conviction in it. Let's listen to the recitation. أَإِلَاهٌ مَعَ اللَّهِ قُلْ هَاتُوا بُرْهَانَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ قُلْ لَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ الْغَيْبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ أَيَّانَ يُبْعَثُونَ بَلِ الدَّارَكَ عِلْمُهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ بَلْ هُمْ فِي شَكٍ مِنْهَا بَلْ هُمْ مِنْهَا عَمُونَ وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَإِذَا كُنَّا تُرَابًا وَآبَاؤُنَا أَإِنَّا لَمُخْرَجُونَ لَقَدْ وَعِدْنَا هَذَا نَحْنُ وَآبَاؤُنَا مِنْ قَبْلُ إِنْ هَذَا سيروا في الأرض فانظروا كيف كان عاقبة المجرمين ولا تحزن عليهم ولا تكن في ضيق مما يمكرون ويقولون متى هذا الوعد إن كنتم صادقين قُلْ عَسَىٰ أَن يَكُونَ رَدِفَ لَكُمْ بَعْضُ الَّذِي تَسْتَعْجِلُونَ 